0: 857 557 4568 is our phone number. Good morning. Happy Saturday morning to all of you tuned in to WGN Radio. So happy that you're uh, awake <laughs> and hopefully drinking your coffee and having a good time. And we'll be here until 10 o'clock in the morning. Whatever we can do to help you, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call. 857-557-4LU is the phone number. Uh, We've got Don standing by. We've got Andy. We have Lindsay. Bob Ferguson pushing all the buttons. Good morning to all of you. How's everybody doing today?
1: Good morning. Wonderful. Thank you.
2: So good. Good morning. So
0: good. You know, last Saturday, uh, Mark Carmen was in for Andy. Yep. And we were talking about the michigan ohio state game and you know uh, as i've mentioned on the radio uh, before our money and our son went to michigan so we are now by default uh, michigan fans forever because we spent so much money sending him to michigan <laughs> so you know it's like that you know Lindsay, it's like those those pair of shoes that you buy they're like oh, i spent so much money in these shoes i'm gonna wear these forever right type of thing sure. like i'm gonna wear these forever and then you never wear them anyway michigan won Oh yeah, decisively, big time. Yeah, if I recall, right?
1: we talked about the upset after uh, you know remember? going through it. Oh right. yeah, Right.
0: Mark was like, "Cause, cause Mark, we were talking about betting, and I'm not a better. And I, we remember we were talking about the
1: the spread, the, yep. the
0: spread. Yep. And yep. I was like, "What's the spread?" And he he mocked me, and he mocked me. <laughs> it's All true. And uh, Check he did. <laughs> he checked the tape, and I was like, "Okay, how about a little? I'm not a better. I'm yeah. just not." And you know and he even said he goes boy if you bet on Michigan today and they were to win you'd win a gazillion dollars. Our son Quinn had a friend who's and this I know that they're advertisers but the whole online betting worries me a little bit and I want you people if you're doing that to just be smart, right? It's just Don't too bet easy. the money. Don't like bet anything, the money yeah. that you need to pay the rent or the mortgage. Right, right. Right? He won like a $1,000. Nice. Betting Whoa. on Michigan. Yeah, man.
2: Hello. Well, yeah, but
0: then that's the thing that <laughs> that's that's where you're like, I'm gonna oh, bet again, oh, right? I know. So oh, that right, yeah, that'd right. Arrive. It's so easy. I, I think
2: I have, I I have the touch. I think I have. Yeah, it. I must.
0: <laughs> I must know something that someone else doesn't. <laughs> um, Found money, right? Right, yeah. right. I've well, been there. I know something now that actually all of you kind of know, but we're gonna have some fun with after seven o'clock. I asked all of you to, you know, that if you're a Spotify listener, um anybody that listens to spotify at this time of year now you get this list i never knew about this is this Lindsay? has this existed for a long time with spotify where they tell you all the songs that you listen to do you remember that
2: yeah, I've done it for the last few years, okay. but I've only been on Spotify for the last few years. Don okay. would probably know better than I would. No,
1: yeah, this is actually, I've been on it for a while, but this is the first time I noticed
0: it, the whole wrapped Yeah, future. I don't think oh, really? I've ever no, noticed no. this, like, yeah.
2: David waits for it, my husband waits for it every year. You're kidding. He <laughs> can't wait, no, I'm not.
0: Oh, no. maybe we should have included him in my little exercise no. today. So anyway, what I did is is I had all of you send me your top five songs, and so... Because we can't do the whole, you know, that'd be a lot. Of, it would be a music show if we we did all these shows. <laughs> right. So after seven o'clock this morning, I'm I'm going to share with the audience your number one and your number five. So Andy's number one and number five, mine, Lindsay's, Don's. Nice. And and we're gonna um, and we're gonna have some fun with that. And uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there now as a just as a little teaser. The coolest one of all of us. Don Kleppen.
1: Oh, thank
0: you. I mean, right and Lindsay just kind of rolls her eyes, going, "Of course, <laughs> right?" Let me like, say no.
1: also. Uh, speaking of cool, a lot of music in that opening promo. Uh, props to Lindsay because that's oh, a lot yeah, of work people don't know oh, about yeah, it.
0: She's so good. Sorry. yeah, she's no, I was so good. A
2: call. No, Don, Don, <laughs> Don, I didn't even know any of your artists. Man, it was, <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what—that's that Spotify like algorithm where they just re- you know they, yeah. they suggest stuff. That has been huge for me the last couple of years. I love no finding way. new music that's on how there. You
2: find your mu- music. Oh, because a
0: lot of you it. just you're like, oh, you should try.
1: This? It'll yeah, it'll tell you, like prompt me, based on what you like. You know, uh every yeah. Friday they do release yeah. radar and it's new oh. stuff you haven't yeah. heard
0: before or new music and Yeah, for me they just say more seventies rock? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford, hits, 80s, train, yeah. <laughs> can't afford the eighties, right? Can't afford the eighties. That's where I go. <laughs> yeah, I man. forever oh, So, on that. I so right. stay tuned for that. After seven o'clock, we'll have some fun with that. Um I'm just gonna Wow, well, I'm not going to make any excuses for Lindsay. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit. <laughs> All I'm going to say is she has two little girls. <laughs> Just keep that that, that don't have a Spotify account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. Oh, hi Lou. Good I'm morning. Glad to talk to you. Yeah, me too.
3: Um, I have two quick questions. One is my uh, the um, apron on my garage floor, like outside the garage floor. Um, I had my garage um, I had finished it with uh, epoxy, but they wouldn't do the outside because of the UV rays. So it's it's got paint on it, but it's all mottled and looks really ugly. How would I remove that? And is there a better way to finish it off, or should I just leave it natural?
0: Just on the apron of the garage.
3: Yeah, like eight inches wide or so.
0: That's sticking so, out in know. front of the garage door. Yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's outside. And then what's the rest of the driveway? Uh, it's brick. Oh, okay. And then one other thing. What's the inside of the garage floor?
3: Well, it's an epoxied floor with okay, little sand but, you but know, they, in it.
0: But so, they, w- they didn't want to extend that out?
3: No, they said the UV rays, it wouldn't be able to stand up to it. Hmm. All right, because I know I saw a program in this old house, and they did an exterior stair yeah, out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, and they do that oxidant, stuff. Yeah, I mean, gosh, if you go to if you go to Arizona and you know California, they do it like crazy. And I realize they don't get the cold that we get, but they certainly get the sun. That's not the issue. I mean there there are yeah. there are UV stable products that you could use there. The issue would be okay. can we get it to match what's on the inside? Well, let me ask you this. I'm the, the cup, yeah, I
3: guess I would be more concerned about what it looked out against the outside. Yeah, grip. yeah,
0: yeah, right. So that's what I was thinking. So maybe what we do uh-huh. is okay, so to, to get the paint off, we need to use some type of stripper, like a paint stripper on top of that to pull it off. Okay. And uh-huh. um, this is something you're going to do in the spring. Are you going to do it yeah. or is somebody else going to do it?
3: I think I'm gonna have somebody else do okay. it. I have a handyman. All right,
0: so have them put a paint stripper down there and get all of the um, <clears throat> paint off of there and get down to the mm-hmm. concrete. And then from there, um, you know, the the biggest thing with the epoxy stuff is most of that stuff comes in a gallon minimum, which you don't need a gallon, but that's your only choice. And I believe yeah. I believe that the Rustolium rock solid product it has a UV inhibitor. Mm. Has a UV inhibitor in it. And so mm-hmm. and it comes in different colors. So you could match, you know, since you're since that apron when you when you open the door, does the apron have a, a seam between the garage floor and the apron? Is it like its own thing? Uh
3: yeah, just yeah, there's a little seam.
0: There's a seam. So in other there's words no
3: ledge. No no ledge
0: no ledge, but in other words, the the handy person that you're gonna use, if they strip the paint, the epoxy will stay and then it's just that one line going across the door that they Okay. So then have them clean that all up and then find the the product by Rustolium. It's called rock solid Mm -hmm. and it's an epoxy. They use a primer, which is the secret sauce, and then the epoxy, and you can even they have the metal flakes as well. That you can put in there, not metal, they're they're flakes to to give it yeah. a, to give it a little texture, and I'm almost a hundred percent positive that um, that it is UV stable. Okay, because what I you have a
3: little c- sand on there instead of the flakes,
0: you could silica. Like you could do on. you could do silica sand because then. That uh-huh. would you you would put that down and throw the sand on top of it to be anti slip. If that's what you're going for, right? Sure, uh huh. Absolutely.
3: And, and if 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 I didn't want to go through that stripper, is it possible to to um, sand it off?
0: I mean, it is um, the. I think it
3: would be less messy, it would seem, but I don't want to damage the cement.
0: No, it's not going to damage the cement. You're going to create a fair amount of dust. And and so, if they're going to sand it, uh-huh. then go with an aggressive paper, to, you know, uh, like a 60 grit to get down to uh, the concrete itself. And that'll get up most of it. And right. He, and they can certainly just sweep that up in the spring. And then, you, from a standpoint of like that rock solid product, because it's a primer, as long as we expose. Uh, a fair amount of the concrete that primer will soak in and Uh grab on and then you can paint over the top of that
3: all right well that sounds good and i have one other question i had uh, in the back of my house by a, a window well i have a lucite cover on the well and when i had sand and when they sanded the cracks in the brick it's a little bit got onto the loose site, and then it got wet, and I didn't know that. Now it's on there, stuck really good. Is there any way, just a small area, but it collects dirt. Is there a way to sort of soften that up? or what? I mean, it's been a couple of years, and it's not going anywhere.
0: On the the, the paint that got on it? On the loose site. On the, on on the lo- loose site. Got it. Try a product called Superzilla. Which is okay. a oil it's a it's an act, it's a lightweight bio based oil, but it's also a cleaner. I haven't talked about superzilla mm-hmm. I haven't talked about it in a while it's one of my favorite go to's and um it I've is heard you talk about it, it. it's <laughs> it's uh spray it on there, leave it there for like ten minutes or so, and then use mm-hmm. a plastic putty knife to try and scrape away mm-hmm. any larger portion of it and then if you have a plastic kind of scrub brush, or not a scrub brush, um, like a plastic scouring pad, you know, that you use in, right. the, in uh-huh. the kitchen, mm-hmm. try that.
3: hmm Okay. All right. Well, I'll give that to Something that's been on my mind for quite a while. Sure. Linda. i I got
0: through to you. We're going to, since we called you, we're going to send you out a, a gift package from our friends over at Twist and Seal. You're going to get some Twist and Seal minis and the cord protector and the Twist and Seal Cord Dome. Thank you so much for letting well, us call you so this morning. All right. Have a happy holiday. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. 624 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break and be back after this. Gabriella in Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to WGN Radio. Oh, there she is. She's listening. Let's wait for it. Hold on. Three, two, one. There she is. And Hello? Hello, how are you?
4: Hi. Good morning, Lou. Hi, I'm good, thank you. How yeah, are you?
0: Good. You're just waking up? Pardon me? You just waking up?
4: No, actually I got up at three thirty and already did the dishes. Oh from my
0: three thirty? <laughs> what are you? What are you? On the third shift for crying out loud? <laughs> well, actually I work for
4: the airline and unfortunately I haven't excuse me, an early shift, and I'm, my body's so used to getting Got up it. early that I was just wide awake, and I said, I better just get up.
0: Thank you for working for the airlines. It's a thankless job.
4: <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, how, how may I, I help you this don't morning? Take up, uh, yeah, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Thank you for taking my call. I'll try not to be long-winded. I have a big problem, and I need somebody smart to figure it out, so that's why I'm calling you. Lindsay, are you listening? I have um <laughs> I have a 1938 Tudor house, and uh, we bought it 18 years ago. And when we moved in, there was just a minor crack on the front porch. And like a few years later, we hired some nice Italian man to cover, (laughs) just to cover the whole, I I don't know what it was called, some special concrete. Mm -hmm. And he covered the whole porch and the steps and the walkway leading to the street with a nice little design on the side and it looked beautiful everybody was complimenting it but it was just cosmetic. Right. And then later uh, the crack re- reappeared and it got bigger and a part of the the concrete sunk in and the water is seeping down into the porch and then it's appearing in the basement.
5: Mm. The
4: bricks are wet mm. and they have white mineral deposit on them. Mm and, you know, we have the dehumidifier going and going, and I know there's moisture there, and I can even smell that moisture in in my front closet, and we put uh, styrofoam up to try to um, insulate it, and it's cold, and it smells like the basement, and what happened, what I thought is connected to it is my neighbor, I'm not sure how many years ago, the city department water department contacted him and said that he has a, a water pipe leak
5: mm-hmm. near
4: the street. So they dug up his front lawn and they fixed the water pipe leak but he had a lot of soil erosion his front lawn by the street went down like five inches you could see like our grass comes right up to the curb and his grass is down five inches and uh I think both of our houses shifted towards the street because we have cracks, you know, by the ceiling where right. the, you know, the design is and the Tudor style that arch, and on uh, the front porch too. The I don't know what it's called the corner stump. It's popped down and the other side popped up. It's not level anymore. And uh, I've had two concrete people come over. I don't remember which companies, but they don't understand they don't what's understand going on? the problem they're like oh we we can just cover it up with right. concrete blah 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 i'm like no do, you have to dig and lift it up or see what's going on do there do me gabriella gabriella
0: gabriella i'm going to yeah. do me do me a favor i want you to hold on a second because i'm bumping up against news time and then we're going to do a gabriella part 2 after the news cuz you uh, gave me a nice long story and then i want to talk to you so i can help you because i think there's a lot of people in your situation as well so you hold on a second uh, my apologies to Don Klepp, and it's 6.32 in the morning time now for WGN Radio News. Phone call, part two. Gabrielle, are you still there? You still there? Yes. Yeah. Can you Thank- hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So oh, we're going to get to your, you gave me a nice long story about what was going on. And yeah. you don't need a concrete person. We need a waterproofing company to come out. Now I have a quick couple of quick questions. So this nice Italian man, we're going to call him. We're going to call him Vito. Do you remember his name? Uh,
4: what was his name? It was um, it was Nini or uh, Nino,
0: I think Nino, I think was Nino. Nino. That's even better than Vito. I lo- I should have come up with Nino. Okay, Nino. <laughs> so Nino's work now that looks so beautiful that everybody loved doesn't look so good anymore. Right. But the crack, if I look at your front porch, if I was like, you know, if I was uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and I came over and I grabbed the corner of this porch and like, if I it was like, boy, if somebody could just lift that up, the crack would go back together and it would look a lot better. Is that kind of what you have? Or is it in pieces um, and parts?
4: Yeah. It does go, it's not the corner, it's the middle,
0: Correct. and
4: it goes down part of it maybe about an inch, not too much, but the
6: water does pool.
4: But if I could rains.
0: pick it up, like, boy, if I could just pick it up and put it back in place, I think that would be so much better.
6: Um,
4: I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Okay. I mean, it's it's so, not like one little square cur- that you put together, like a puzzle.
0: Okay. So, a couple things. So... Do you have a pen or a pencil? Yes. All right. We're going to start with a phone call to Permaseal. Okay. 800 421 S E A L. Okay. And you're going to speak with them about their poly leveling system, which is this uh, their ability to take that front porch and put it back where it belongs in one piece, and then okay, they're also like
4: lifting it up. Correct. Could I just ask you, what is underneath it? Is there like a rod or a support beam or metal? Mm, or,
0: my my guess on are. a house that old, there's probably uh, a, a mound of gravel that they built. Okay. And maybe there's some wing walls that came out of the foundation, but my guess is they didn't do that. So it's literally, they pile up a bunch of gravel and they tamp it down and then they form around it and they pour the porch and it sits there on top of that gravel. And so with this poly level, Mm -hmm. it's a polyurethane that they can get underneath there and they can, within a quarter of an inch, even an eighth of an inch, they can lift and put stuff back together and it's... It's more lightweight than what traditional mud jacking is, and it holds up really well. But also, mm-hmm. they're going to talk to about that, and then they're going to be the ones that can address the waterproofing. So they may say to you, Gabriella, yeah, the water's getting back there too, but, you know, there's there's issues with this and that, and we've got to address that. And they can handle all of that. It's not just about pouring concrete over the top of it to create like a, uh, you know shedding the water somewhere cold. we got to make sure the water's not coming back in and these are the right. pe- these are the people to start with
7: okay um
0: and here's just here's, here's the, the thing the, the uh, question sure
4: um well i just want to know i'm thinking that maybe i need the u.s corps of engine army corps of engineers to come look you do not. i really want to identify you know all the problems i'm thinking Maybe we have a water leak because one thing my husband and I noticed is we never, ever water the front lawn. And my neighbor, three doors down, is constantly every day watering, watering. And my husband said, look at our grass. It's totally green and we never water it. And look at poor Mike. He's watering all the time. And I'm thinking maybe we still have a water leak. And who's to say, we'll fix it, and it won't happen
0: again? Okay, well, that's a whole different story. And if you think you have a water leak from your main, then that's a simple... You live in Chicago, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, so you call the City of Chicago Water Department, and you tell them what's going on, and they will come out, and in pretty quick order, they will find out if you have a leak coming from the valve in the street back to the house. They have ways to detect okay. that, and it doesn't cost you anything to do that. So oh, start okay. with that, okay? And if the city comes back okay. and says, hey, lady, you don't have a leak. It's Everything's good to go, because the city does not want to be leaking water anywhere. It's too precious of a commodity, and they'll, they'll come out and check right. it out for you. And uh, then if they say, lady, you're good then call Permaseal or you can do it concurrently and have them come out cuz they can they can handle all these different aspects. They have certified structural consultants that can come and determine what's going on at your house and get it fixed for you the right way. Gabriella, I so appreciate your phone call and hanging on for Gabriella part 2. Part 1 and part 2. It's like a mini series. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this.
6: Hi, hi, how are
0: you? Happy holidays. How are you?
6: Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I have a question. Um, I have an enclosed front porch, and the lip of the wood flooring kind of sticks out about maybe two inches um, under the door to the outside. And that, um, I noticed, is starting to, I hate to say it, kind of rot a little bit. Right. So I'm like, holy cow, like, is there a product I can um, purchase to put on that, you know, to protect it, you know, at least for the winter? Or should I just call um, some guys and have them come <laughs> and put um, some new floorboards what do you think
0: when you say the floorboard is rotted when i'm um when i'm on the outside of when i'm on the outside of the door i see that board and it's rotted
6: yes it's starting to you know yucky separate yeah
0: okay um the flooring on the inside is it like a hardwood flooring yeah yep and Is it the does the flooring head like when I'm on the outside is it the end of the floorboards like it's coming if I'm standing at the door looking in the the lines of the wood are going away from me you know what I mean the direction Uh, the, the direction of the wood if I'm standing at the door looking in is the direction of the wood going like lengthwise in front of me or is it you know, when I'm looking at the end, I'm seeing each individual board yeah. next to each other.
6: Yeah, it's it's facing you. It is not going left to right.
0: Got it. It's facing you. And the door, yeah. this door is like an exterior door with a yes. um with a bottom sill.
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an outside wood door.
0: Right. And is that bottom sill on um, that sits on top of the wood, is it aluminum or wood? It's wood. Okay. And one other question. The portion of the floor that sticks out from in front of that door sill, how much flooring yep. is sticking out there? Half an inch?
6: It's about two,
0: maximum two inches. Oh, okay. All right. So let's do this for the winter. Um, measure the width of the door where that flooring is. Okay, so it's probably going to be mm-hmm. three feet or 42 inches or so. And if you go to the hardware store... You should be able to buy a piece of aluminum angle iron. That's like... Angle iron? Angle iron. So it's a 90-degree piece of aluminum, okay? And you can even have them probably cut it at the hardware store for you if you measure. The the whole idea is I want you to um, place that angle iron, so like a 1-inch by 1-inch angle iron. And you're going to put it on top of this flooring to create a nice strong corner to get you through the winter. Okay. And you may have to drill some holes in the top portion of it to attach the aluminum. So you may need a... I don't know what your handyman's... A
6: handyman, yeah. Yeah,
0: to do this, right? And and But then this will give you something to get you through the winter. In the spring, that sill is going to have to come out. You're going to have to cut that flooring out and yep. probably... Not have to do anything with the inside flooring, but put a new piece of wood that runs horizontally, so opposite direction of the flooring inside. But then the, the sill will transition, and that's okay. So you'll have a nice, solid sill on the outside, maybe a piece of treated lumber or something like that that's more durable, and you'll cut out any rotting. But this will get you through the winter, Aesthetically, okay. will look pretty good. You can even paint it if you want. I would just leave it aluminum and uh, and then address it in the spring.
6: Okay, fantastic. Lou, thanks a million. Happy holidays.
0: You too. Happy holidays as well. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. Hey, real quick, uh, before we have to take another break, I do want to tell you about this trip I'm taking to Ireland and we've got a bunch of people signing up already, which is so awesome. I, I, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Never been to Ireland before, and uh, my wife and I are hosting a trip with uh, Steve Bertrand Travel, and we are going to leave Chicago on April fifteenth, tax day. So you can either pay your taxes and come with us, or don't pay your taxes and leave the country. <laughs> right. That's up to you. I'm going to not tell you to break the law. But anyway, we're going to do nine days. We're going to go to Galway, Killarney, Cork, Dublin. Uh, As I mentioned, we're leaving on April 15th. The cost is $4,199 a person. It includes air, accommodations, breakfasts, dinners. We're going to go on all these great tours. And Lindsay is working. uh, Have you booked Bono yet for the live broadcast that we're going to do in Dublin?
2: Uh, yes, he's doing a live performance.
0: Is he? Don't no. promise it, because then that would be false advertising.
2: Oh. I didn't promise it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're—he lives in Dublin, and we're—we we, you haven't even made one phone call for getting Bono yet, have you? Be yeah. honest. No.
2: I am no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, we're going to do our show from there, which would be a lot of fun. So, if you would like to come with us, and uh, the trip's already—listen to this, Lindsay—it's already half full. So, which is so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just really great. Um, I think it's going to be so much fun. I've never been to Ireland. My wife's never been to Ireland. We're going to have a lot of fun. Go uh, give Steve a call, 847-606-6065, or you can email Steve at steve at stevebertrandtravel.com, and you can learn all about it. If you go to the website, the trip is up there as well, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. April 15th, nine days in Ireland uh, with myself and my lovely wife, Mary Beth. And uh, we're going to have a great time. 6.57 in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I think it was last week about your top songs, things that you listen to all the time. And, um, you know, it's kind of just an interesting thing to think about, uh, you know, the kinds of music that you perhaps listen to. Now, of course, for me... Uh, and I'm sure this is true of of Andy and and Don and hopefully Lindsay as well. I mean, I listen to WGN Radio all the time. That's of what I really listen of course. to, right?
1: obviously. Um,
0: number but number one, and but if I'm not listening to WGN Radio, then I will listen to some music. Now, um, I, uh, Don, uh, you you're uh, you're engaged to the lovely Gretchen. Do you guys have separate? Um, Spotify, Spotify accounts? accounts? Yes,
1: we do, actually. Yeah, Gretchen's on hers and I'm on mine, so we don't pollute each other's algorithms. Andy,
0: you and your lovely bride? Yeah, Melina's got her own Melina's and I have Melina's got mine. her own? Yep. And, but do you have a smart speaker at home? We do. Okay. So my our smart speaker at our home is connected to my Spotify. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay okay gotcha. and so we'll tell the speaker to play whatever music you know so a lot of and a lot of times both my wife and be like hey so-and-so play 70s classic rock you know we do a lot of that but my wife also gets on a hook with certain like what i can remember from 2021 it was a lot of willie nelson hmm. which did not make the list this year but uh this year uh like in my top five Brandy Carlyle is in my top five hmm, because okay. my wife will get on a. Ho- and Brandy Carlyle is lovely. I mean, her music's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'm like, I don't really listen to a lot of Brandy Carlisle unless I'm in the house with my wife listening so anyway i uh so anyway, your list can become polluted, you mentioned that, Don right, right. depending on the music that you listen to, which that term will come up a little bit later on, so I asked you guys to 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 send me your top five lists, Don and Andy and Lindsay and myself and um and so not to do the whole list because that would take a long time, but so this is Andy's number one song. The number one song on Andy's list is called Come Tumbling Down by Colin Hay. Anyone? Lindsay, ever heard of that? Don? Oh, yeah. Negative. Andy's pretty cool. I see why Melania married him. Yeah. Yeah, your Lindsay's head's moving she's like i would oh, yeah. totally listen to this song. Really so, good. Have you heard so, of Kahn Hay before? I have not. I've
1: yeah. heard of him. And he was,
0: I started playing this song and I was like I would listen to this guy.
1: Wishing well, but it's a long time driving.
0: He's got kind of a I, I, I like that sound. I like his voice, right? Yeah. So that's Andy's number. That's Andy's number 1. His nice. number his number 5 is traditional. Um, more traditional. <laughs> This is Billy Joel's Famous Last Words. I don't think I've ever heard this Billy Joel song. Oh, really? It's at the very end of the River of Dreams album. You know, Andy's an old DJ. Yep.
1: Got it almost up to the post there.
0: Thank you very much. So that's Andy's number five. very cool, really nice classic song. I mentioned early in the morning that of all of us, Don... Is the coolest one. So, <laughs> thank D- you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Don's number. This is Don's number one. The song is "You Can't Change Me" by Keys and Copper. I mean, is this a Don Kleppen vibe right oh, here? Oh yeah. I like right? walking
1: around to this. Oh yeah. Can you
0: see? Here we are, Andy and I, Lindsay. We're walking into some bar, right? Hey, I'll take. A, you know, like we're out there and we're just hanging out in the bar. Right. Yeah. Start the night. Start a summer night. Start off. the night. It's a start yes. the night song, right? Mm-hmm. Don. Yes, sir. amazing. Thank Very you. cool. Thank you. Thank you. So that's Don's number one, and this is Don's number five. It's called. And, you know, I was worried about some of this. I was like, I hope there's no bad words. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right. Right. A legitimate concern. <laughs> and so, and I look. This is called Dry Bones Two Colors Remix. Oh yeah. By Gregory Porter Two Colors. I won't die, I won't, marry, won't Right? Oh, yeah.
1: It's a good workout song.
0: What? Yeah. The on the treadmill? On, you feel the punch, treadmill? Mm-hmm. There she goes, faster. Come on, bring it up. Go to seven. Love How it. How cool is Don Kleppen? I mean, we're like... <laughs> We're like, all of us, just like, bow down, like, right? Thank you. Yeah, awesome. We're not worthy. I'll tell We're you. We're not worthy. Okay, so good then this is, stuff. so, you know, uh, uh, the elder statesman here on this show. <laughs> uh, so this is my number one. Andy knows this. This is good, though. This is Can't You See by the Marshall Tucker Band. Let's uh, number one. I mean, if you... Can't get a flute into your song. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. This is your number one. This is my number one. Can't you see? Marshall Tucker. I mean, I am pretty cool. So that's my number one. Marshall Tucker. Can't you see? On my Spotify. Lindsay, we should figure out a way to share this with people. And then this is my number five. Oh, yeah. Nice. You do even know who this is, Lindsay? The Doobie Brothers, yep, early stuff too. Early stuff from yeah. Toulouse Street. This is Listen to the music by the Doobie Brothers. My first concert. Feel it growing, it's a good song. Day day. So uh, again, you know, Don mentioned that your list can get polluted, right? And right. I purposely uh, put Lindsay at the and I and it, I, I. can tell this.
5: And, really, and I really, I don't, don't like want to make
0: fun of you, but it's just so easy. <laughs> Lindsay, not one song on her Spotify list.
5: Talk about Bruno.
0: No, no, no. Right now, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh man! Yeah. So this is uh, day, this is from Encanto. It's uh, we, the movie. Cloud the and uh, the backstory: This is not my actual number one of
2: 2020.
0: That's your number one. Let's see. Hold on. Now this is my number one,
8: right? This is my number <laughs> one. Can't you see?
0: Right? This is this is uh, this is Andy's, right? And then th- uh, this is Don's. or no, this is Don's number five. Right, right. Yeah. And then this is you. It's you, <laughs> your know, number we one. Don't
5: talk about
0: but you did come. You know what? You redeemed yourself in your number five. I love the number five. This is a good song. Nice. Like this song, I would. This is heads Carolina, tails California. Joe D. Messina. Ah.
2: Baby, what do you say? We just get, just get lost. lost.
0: You're a I will off say there. my
2: kids can sing every place.
0: This song they can sing <laughs> it terms <to? laughs> It's, kind of like, it's for like a
2: one person. Yeah.
0: So great. my key uh, thing good. to everybody is don't pollute your lists right. and get your own Spotify. <laughs> it's really key right. it's really totally. key we don't talk about bruno <laughs> that is so funny i mean when i put this together and i and you sent me that and i clicked it i literally laughed out loud it was so Thanks. funny it's just unexpected <laughs> good workout song yeah, yeah. good job That'll you work. all have a very nice <laughs> taste it's a in great music workout song yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> faster faster run like a dog <laughs> oh no that's my dog's name, bruno bruno's not in the movie we don't talk about that all right so very fun all right well thank you for sharing all that i do appreciate it Seven nineteen in the morning hey by the way our friends over at rhino Kart are giving you the chance to win a rhino cart all-terrain moving dolly even better you'll win one for you and a second one to give to a friend made in the usa the versatile rhino cart is designed to conquer Uneven surfaces and thresholds while carrying up to one ton in weight. Visit WGNRadio.com slash contests and enter to win a Rhino cart for you and a friend. That's WGNRadio.com slash contests. The sweepstakes ends December twenty eighth at eleven fifty nine p.m. Central Time. Our phone number is eight five seven five five seven four. Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll get back to your phone calls right after these messages. Hi, Marcy. You're on House Smart's Radio. Good morning.
7: Good morning, Lou. You've helped me so much in the past. I'm hoping this time uh, you can tell me what I can use to to fix this problem. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I have. Some really nice cabinets in the kitchen that I don't want ruined. So um, I've had them for 12 years. They have, I put little nylon bumpers on the insides of the doors. Nice. And now they are starting to decompose and they're becoming very gooey and almost like glue so that I have a hard time opening my cabinet doors. So I wanted to razor them off or somehow remove them mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I have to remove this, the sediment that's going to be left there and it's so mucky and I'm afraid to use anything because it either will be uh, a solvent for the lacquer on the door or it'll also be flammable and it's in my kitchen with my oven and everything. Right,
0: right. Um, uh, Let me ask you this, Marcy, the, the, cabinets are they a wood finished cabinet or are they painted
7: no they're wood
0: they're wood so it's
7: they are rum stained as well
0: okay and And the lacquer isn't shiny but
7: it's still i'm sure is a lacquer well correct okay
0: um so this is what i want you to do you can use either a razor scraper or what i would do is if you go Uh, buy a plastic putty knife sure they're very sharp and they, uh-huh. they won't dig into the wood, but they will help you right. remove those little tabs. And I assume you're going to replace the tabs, correct? Yes, okay. of course. Now, they either make them... When I redid the kitchen, um, uh, you know, I painted a bunch of cabinets. I used the plastic bumpers as well. But they do also make them right. in felt, if you wanted to try that. Oh, yes, of okay. course. Yes. So anyway, you're going to take them off, and then you're going to have that little residue. Then I want you to take... Um, I want you to buy a bottle of Crud Cutter, which is a degreaser. Actually, you know what? Okay. I'm going to take that back. I want you to okay. buy a bottle of Goo Gone.
7: Well, I have that, but okay. isn't that flammable?
0: Uh, No, it's citrus-based. Well, I don't know which okay. one, you, if you have an old one. The new ones are citrus-based. They're not flammable. Okay. And you're going to squirt a little bit on there, let it sit there for minutes and then uh-huh. use a what i would use is a couple of rags like cotton rags or whatever and just use your hands to kind of rub it all off and it'll 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 pull all of that off completely
7: it'll probably bray it off a little
0: right correct but it's not going to take the finish off well that's yeah that's no,
7: why i've been
0: it's not going to take the finish anything. off the, the key is leave it there for a couple minutes wipe it off and then just use mm-hmm. some warm water and uh a rag to just wipe that off, and then once that's all dry, okay, um, uh-huh. then you can put um, then you can put uh, your new pads, whatever it might be. But um, that should okay. that should bring it back, no problem.
7: Wonderful, thank you so much.
0: All right, what are you doing today? What's on your list? What am do- I doing today? Yeah, baking. what are you doing today? Baking. What are you baking? Are you baking for the holidays?
7: Yeah, I'm baking some shortbreads today.
0: Oh. I love some short. My wife just started baking for the holidays too: ginger snaps and uh, oh yes, peanut butter cookies. I could, you know oh, what?
7: Oh, very nice. The
0: ginger snaps I could take her leave, but the peanut peanut butter cookies, look out!
7: Love peanut butter. I hope she's not listening. But love what peanut ha- butter. What happens now is this we- is an espresso shortbread cookie with an Irish whiskey glaze. I got it out of the paper years ago, and I love it every year. It's Wait
0: delicious. a minute. Hold on a second. Say that again.
7: An espresso shortbread cookie with
0: Irish whiskey glaze. Lindsay, get uh, get her address. We're going down to Marcy's house. And what, <laughs> what time will those cookies be ready? What time will those be ready? <laughs> I don't know. All right, I I'm, on till, I'm today, on till 10. I'm on till 10, so I'd like to get there and have them be just a little warm. The Irish whiskey glaze, oh, I'm all in. Oh, okay. Right? You should come to Ireland with us, and you could make them on the show. <laughs> of course. And Marcy. they'll tell me
7: that this is not at all what they do in Ireland. I'm sure they'll tell me that. Yeah, but we'll but
0: st- You know what? We'll whatever. S- we'll still eat them. Marcy, I appreciate your phone call. Have a nice holiday. You too, Lou. 857-557-4LOU. Uh, speaking of the holidays, our Noodle Lou 2 is a way for you to express your holiday cheer in the most enormous way. And you can share it with your entire neighborhood and it's easy to do and you know what with all the ups and downs that we have in this world this one is an up and down you can absolutely deal with that's our noodaloo two coming up after this report of WGN radio news with Don Kleppen would you install this noodaloo two yeah don't 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 do a head thing you got to be honest would you do it know, in, in just think about it, because when I it d- saw it and I thought about it, I'm like, all right, I don't know that I would do this, but there are some people that would
2: for sure, and I would do it right now in my life with kids in my life,
0: a hundred a hundred percent, and it isn't just for the holidays, right? Like, imagine. So I'm thinking uh, when you know our daughter Carmen studied abroad her freshman year It was a crazy story i don't know if you all remember this but she got into college and was immediately accepted into the abroad program so as an 18 year old uh student we put her on a plane and she went to italy for a year and we missed her terribly and i remember when she came home i made this huge banner that i hung in front of the house you know welcoming her home and i painted the banner and i hung it on the front of the house it was huge I would have purchased one of these things as a a welcome home, no doubt, right, for something like that. Well, enough about that. You listen.
2: You've seen the balloon arches and the yard decor with the big old happy birthday, Bobby, or it's a girl. But how about adding a bit of pop to your next holiday or celebration with your very own garage door banner? Our new to do this weekend is door pop. DoorPop is an online company that lets you customize their pre made designs to make it your own. Or start with a blank canvas and let your creativity shine with your own design. In just three simple steps, you can display a special high quality custom printed mural right on your garage door. First, measure that door. One car or two car, they've got all the standard sizes ready to go. They even go up to eight feet tall. Most are seven. Two, choose your design. Select one of their pre-made designs or customize it for an extra added touch. Three, show it off. Their banners are easy to install and your garage will be popping in no time. The banner itself is printed on a durable fabric, not vinyl. And by adding clamps at the top and tension clamps at the bottom, your garage door will open and close with ease, all the while keeping the banner attached. The site offers two DIY videos to show you how simple it is, and it really is. Banners start at $195, bucks, so the next time you want to say congrats or happy birthday or happy Halloween or happy 4th of July or Valentine's Day, or hey, Happy Holidays.
5: (laughs) All ones you
2: can use over and over again, year after year. Check out Door Pop to make your garage door pop. For more information or to see an example, check out Lou's YouTube House Smarts channel and be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there.
0: You love the sound effects. You just love the sound effects.
2: Well, I just think it gives it a little pep.
0: A lot of pep. A lot of pop. (laughs)
2: Pep and pop.
0: That too bad that song wasn't on your Spotify list. That was kind of like a Don Kleppen vibe. That music you played on the Noodle 2. Uh,
2: ah yeah. that
0: was um, So it's a giant canvas that you literally fit over your garage door. And your garage door still operates and it goes up and down. Right? That's the cool thing about yeah. the whole thing. It right. kind of folds around the door and it stretches as you know the door kind of opens, you know, as it as it articulates up and then when you close it, you get the it's cool. And it's and it's reusable.
2: And it's like you missed Carmen so much when she, that's like you wanted it could not be big enough.
0: It, 100%.
2: Yes. Yeah. I get that.
0: And um, if it's
2: somebody's milestone birthday or if it is like you <clears throat> love Valentine's Day,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You
2: really want to show, but
0: your... you could make yeah. it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a message. It could just be like Valentine's. It could be a bunch of hearts and roses and you know things like that. And you could really have a lot of fun. I mean, for you people that have garage doors that face the street, that is something, yes. right? Cool. Go to uh, YouTube TV. No, go to youtube.com/slash smarts TV. For our YouTube channel, and you 'll see information up there as well, which and also later we 're also uh, this holiday season during the month of December doing whiskey acres uh, drink recipes, and uh, we 're posting those videos that when we made the recipes we 'll share uh, the next recipe with you all this morning at nine after nine o 'clock this morning and if you go to wgenera dot com and you click on my show page. There should be information there as well about last week's drink, and then this week's drink, and there's photos and pictures and the recipe, the whole nine yards, all sponsored by Whiskey Acres. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. This is Ken in Burbank. Ken, good morning. You're on House Smarts radio.
8: Morning, Lou, long-time listener. I had um, two questions for you. Um, last winter, our downstairs bathroom sink got clogged up, and we wound up uh, having a plumber come out. He tried to rot it out, but he said he couldn't break through, so they installed uh, some kind of bypass pipe, and it cost a lot of extra money. I'm just wondering if you ever heard of not being able to break through with a rod?
0: Absolutely. Oh, sure. Um, How how old is your home, Ken?
8: How old? About 35 years. Yeah,
0: and is the piping, do you know if the piping is plastic or galvanized?
8: Well, they wound up putting in a plastic pipe, um, but I think it was uh, a metal pipe before. Yeah.
0: And the pipe that they couldn't break through, did they, was that not accessible? In other words, you said they put a bypass. So did they leave the pipe that was there and just put a T or a Y in and go around it? I think so. Okay.
8: And, it's down in the crawl space.
0: Oh, it's down in the crawl. Okay. Um, I mean... <clears throat> Without knowing more about it, I mean one of the things when a <clears throat> when you can't get a rod to go through, plumbers typically would just cut that section out and then put a new piece in. Now I'm not certain about the the bypass. Perhaps the pipe was in a in an area where they couldn't get at it or it was covered by I don't know if you have ductwork down there or whatever, but uh I I have had experience where they just cannot get through And, uh, then, then they typically, but typically what happens is they cut the pipe out and then they replace it. The bypass isn't so typical. They they
8: might've done that. Uh, but they, I know they put in a plastic.
0: Got it. Right. And it's working fine. Oh yeah. And this is the kitchen line.
8: Um, this was a downstairs sink.
0: Got it. Okay. You said you had a second question.
8: Yes. um, We had a new cement driveway installed about two years ago. And uh, we have some pitting going on, a little small, dime-sized pitting. Uh, So I've been using a cement patch. It's like a putty, and then it dries hard like cement. But uh, the driveway is still white, and this stuff is gray. So it kind of stands out. I was wondering if there's some way to lighten it up.
0: Not um, so. Not with what you used. And a <clears throat> couple things. Um, a, because now it's too cold to do this, but when right. for the winter, I want you to really be careful about the ice melt that you use, Okay and um,
8: i don't even use it because it's a new driveway okay. and so i don't want, i don't want to mess it up
0: okay well that's good um so stay stay away from that if you can but i, I but i will tell you that a little bit of ice melt if it's icy it, you know i'd rather have the concrete pit than you have to get a new hip you know what i mean so you you I, deci- I you decide what you want to do but in the spring i would clean off that driveway and I would where you've got that patching in the pitting, I would remove those patches that are, you know, showing the, the spottiness and the gray color. And I want you to buy yep. a product of sealer called bone dry.
8: I did. I um after the first year, because I started seeing some pitting, um I, I did get that bone dry and put the sealer down.
0: And did it help in the rest of the? Did it help with the rest of it?
8: There's still uh, occasional new pit that shows up.
0: Hmm. Well, it should help bond everything on the top. There is a product that Sacrete makes that I think, from a color standpoint, will probably uh, match a little bit better for you. Called Top and Bond. Top bond. Top N. The letter N bond, and they make them in different sizes. You can get a ten-pound bag of it. I think you probably have to go to one of the big boxes or a Sacrete dealer uh, to find it. But you can feather these. I mean, you can get it. Can really be a, a, a thin little feathered edge, and it should have more okay. of that whitish color as opposed to the gray. Okay. All right. And you can probably yeah, learn. the
8: gray has uh, lightened up a little bit with the sun. but
0: Right. You know. It's always going to be a little bit dark. It's never going to match, you know, perfectly. And what happens with concrete over time is it gets older. It actually turns a little bit more on the brown tinge than it does because some yeah. of the aggregate that's in there, you know, starts to uh, affect the coloration. And so that's what will happen over time. So the gray, you're right, it does lighten up a little bit but um
8: yeah you know they installed it on two very hot days in june i'm just wondering whether that uh caused a problem
0: it is it is i mean so the the biggest issue when you're installing concrete is when it's very warm out and they're trying to get that finish and they bring the cream to the top and it's hot the that top cream level on the top starts to harden and cure, and that's where some of that pitting can go. And so I've always given the advice, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, jokingly, that uh, you take the afternoon off, and then after these guys leave and they say, okay, Ken, we're all set, you know, make sure the kids don't ride the bike on it, 20 minutes later Mm -hmm. you take the garden hose and you start hosing the thing down. And the whole idea is to slow down the drying and the curing. And that has, it has been my experience that... It has helped with the reducing the pitting and reducing the hairline cracks. Is it perfect? No, but um, uh, it does help. And so I think the, 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 that bone-dry product should be helping because it does go into the concrete about an inch or so, and it helps to bond it all. And if you keep it clean and you're careful with the ice melt, um, you, know, you hopefully you'll be able to salvage this thing.
8: All right. Uh, so that was
0: uh, top top N Anna M- and Nancy Bond by Sacrete, and if you go to their website, okay. their website is sacrete s a k r e t e dot com. Okay. And you can find all the different products that they make. They've been making stuff for a long, long time. I've, I've carried and moved a lot of bags of creep. My back hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> Thanks so much for the phone call, Bill. I really do appreciate you. Excuse me, Ken, for calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. 4568 The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Here I see. Come on. Uh, I need my uh, little thing to happen here. This is Bill. In Orland Park, hey Bill. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi Lou. Thanks for taking this call. Yes, sir. Um, I have
9: a. Uh, it's twelve years. Uh, my kitchen faucet is starting to leak. It's twelve years old, and it's, the leak is not a severe leak, but it's still leaking. It leaks right where the faucet goes into the granite.
0: Yeah. Uh, is this something that should be fixed, or do you replace it? Are you? Um is it a single-handle faucet, two-handle faucet? What do you got going there? It's a single-handle. And, I mean, and does it operate well? Oh, oh yeah, it, it operates fine. And the, and the leak
9: is not terrible. I mean, when you move the, the faucet from left to right, you know, how can
0: you rotate it from sink to sink? Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't leak at all. Right. And it only... It And it only leaks when you have the water running, right? It's not leaking when the water's off. That is correct. Okay. I mean, you can replace the cartridge inside this thing, right? Um, Have you ever done any kind of plumbing work like this before?
8: I've replaced cartridges on uh, bathroom sinks.
0: Okay. Well, this would be kind of a similar situation where you would take you know, shut the water off on underneath it. That handle comes off. Uh-huh. There's either a retaining clip or a nut that you would unscrew, and you would pull the entire cartridge. Do you know the manufacturer's uh, name? It's a, yeah, it's a cola. Okay, that's great. I mean, all those parts are available. And, um, you know, if if you like the look of the faucet, and it's probably just a, a replacement of the cartridge that goes inside and – you pull mm-hmm. the thing out. The hardware store, the home center, will have it, and you know it could be, you know, it could be forty bucks for the insert, you know, or more. Kohler's their parts mm-hmm. are not cheap. Um, many times, these manufacturers will send you the cartridges for free. Okay. So if you, I know oh. that's, I know that's the case for growy, and I'm not sure about Kohler. But if you know, I know the, it's the case for Mullen, and Moen's the same way. So if you know the number of yeah. this unit, right, like it's a Kohler or whatever the heck it is, and you go to their website right. and or um, call them, they'll probably send it to you for nothing. Okay. Okay. You know, it's worth if a try. Done. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try it. <laughs> you got it. Why not? It's not. It's not that hard. It, a 12 year old Kohler. If you like the way it looks and it stays off when, um, and it stays off when, uh, you know, it doesn't leak when it's off. Then I would start with the cartridge. And replacing a cartridge on this would be similar to replacing one in the bath, the, the bathroom sink. Hundred percent. Okay. All right, Lou. We'll- all right. You have a good day, my friend. I appreciate, I appreciate you calling. Happy holidays. 857 uh, 557 857-5574, Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. 557 4568. This is uh, Jim calling in from Northbrook. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio.
9: Hey, good morning, Lou. I've got a single story addition on my house uh, on a slab. The HVAC ductwork runs through the slab. So there's a kind of a channel around the perimeter that is the ductwork in the slab. When we get heavy rains and the water table comes up, we get water in that ductwork. And so obviously there's a crack in the foundation somewhere. I had PermaSeal out, great guys. They said, essentially, we're not going to fix the crack. We're going to put a drainage system in so the water doesn't get to the crack. And before I buy my wife a drainage system for Christmas, <laughs> I wanted to find you, out. If you romantic. Other- You're
0: <laughs> so romantic. Well, and her
9: answer is going to be, "I'm good with the job back." Uh-huh. So, uh So, so I wanted to figure, I wanted to get your opinion. You know, that's sort of a an outside solution, drainage solution. Is there anything I could consider to fix the crack or go from the inside to try and tackle
0: this? Okay, so you said that the ductwork goes around the perimeter of the basement.
9: That's right. Dedicated unit, uh, 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 a single-story addition, so ground level, and dedicated HVAC with the ductwork running the perimeter in the slab.
0: How old is that system?
9: Uh, The HVAC system? Yeah, for the dedicated. Five years old, maybe. Yeah, five years old, maybe seven years old. Hmm.
0: And how big is, and so it's just that furnace and AC is just for the basement. That's right.
9: And it is dedicated unit. And again, it's, it's ground level, single story. So it's on the back of the house, um, you know, at ground level. And, and what I had thought about is, can I have somebody pour concrete and fill the ductwork and maybe put in a mini split?
0: Well, that's where I was going. Um, that's what I thought. Uh, cause I was like, okay, well, if we, did you get the quote? I'm not, not that I'm trying to take money away from Burma seal, but how much was the quote for the drainage system for your wife for Christmas?
9: $15,000. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and how big is this area? 20 by 30. Yeah. I mean, you could do probably two cartridges that would do heating and cooling on a mini split, one inverter, two cartridges, and I bet it would cost you under eight grand. Yeah. And so so filling the
9: ductwork, is it possible to have somebody, I don't even know who I would call, fill that channel that's the perimeter with concrete or sealant or something so that water doesn't keep coming in? Because yeah. like, we're trying to solve the water problem and that, you know, but the water—the water, the water
0: the issue—the water issue that you're having isn't that when the water comes in, it just fills up the ductwork. You're not getting any water in the space.
9: No, and it doesn't even fill the ductwork. It just comes in that we have to shop
0: back it out. Hmm. because I, be I am because I am still I am still worried about a water table issue.
9: Yeah, and so we're in a split-level house, but the design is the lower level of the house yeah, is yeah, yeah. equal to street level.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So
9: it's only when the ground is really, really saturated mm-hmm. twice a year.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. The other option you have is you could have the ductwork lined. Okay, and so they come in with basically a molded, it's a flexible sock, basically, that they put into the ductwork and they it folds out and it creates, yep. when it when it's done, it almost creates like a plastic pipe wall as if you were putting PVC and yep. it seals out everything.
9: It'll keep the water there's enough pressure there that it'll keep the water out? Correct. Okay. Um, so let's, let's, let's. let's I...
0: uh, so there's a company, one such company is called, and I don't know these people, but I just know they do a lot of work in the area, Trenchless Innovations. Okay. And you could contact them and get a price. Because, and then I would also contact someone to get you a price on a mini split system. It's that way you can make the decision, okay. you know. So Mitsubishi Electric is the name in split systems in my opinion. And if you go to their website, mitsubishielectric.com, you'll see all their systems and they they got a dealer network there that you can find. Have one of those dealers come out and say, "Hey, I want to heat and cool this space." Tell them what you're trying to do. How many inverters do I need? Or how many how many cartridges do I need? What's the cost? Then you'll know what that price is. Then you'll know what the yep. ductwork price is and then you'll know and you know, if the and if between all three if the lining of the, if the lining of the ductwork comes in as the best price and they feel after looking at the space that yeah we can keep the water out with this that's what i would do yeah yeah that's
9: great and and i'm not trying to cut corners no 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 I understood understood
0: job yeah but see the problem is okay. filling that ductwork you will never fill it 100%. And, and
9: that's what and that's why I wanted to get your opinion and on it. Water, and you'll get water and then
0: it. you'll and then you'll smell mold or mildew in a corner. It's not good. And then we can't clean it. Correct. Right? You can't get at we it. Can you can't it get now. at it. Correct. Yeah. Right. You're the best Lou. Thank you. Be well. Happy holidays. Appreciate you calling this morning. It's 8:22 in the morning. Guess what? It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet.
2: Thanks, Lou. Feel like you're on vacation without leaving your home. Skip the costs of flights and hotels and put the savings into a vacation from your tired old kitchen or bathroom. Come on, it's time for a remodel. Let the talented designers at Builder Supply Outlet be your tour guide through the design process. Update your home with the latest trends, durable materials like quartz and granite, and luxury touches like lighted mirrors and pull-down faucets. For a staycation every day, book a reservation with a Builder Supply Outlet designer today.
0: Do you want to share the joke? Do you want to share the joke real quick before I have to read my permazil spot? So I I told. I I don't
2: know the joke though. I can't tell the joke like he told the joke. Right. So remember, Lou told. If anyone was listening, was it last week?
0: couple weeks you ago you told
2: a joke about the scrabble and how it was like this your dog ate the scrabble piece and oh um, and then you had to i was
0: joking was- about a friend that was going into uh gets up pr- medical procedure and in our in this group text i told a joke about oh we were playing scrabble last night and in the middle of the night the dog was coughing we left the game out in the middle of the game and then we realized that uh bruno our dog bruno had eaten a bunch of the scrabble pieces and i rushed him to the um to the vet, and um, he uh, and he's still there, and there's no word yet.
2: And I was and out you, of
0: my mind. Yeah, and you were out of your mind that it was serious, and it was a joke. I and thought,
2: oh my God. And
0: everybody on the text thought it was serious, too. Only the person okay. that I wanted to get the joke got the joke.
2: Fine. Well, then I was up <laughs> in Thanksgiving. Up, up, I was up in Green Bay for Thanksgiving with my in- in-laws, and uh, we were meeting uh, uh, my niece's new boyfriend, and it was like all eyes on him, and my father-in-law starts telling the story just like you told the Scrabble story. I mean, it was like in, we were invested in the story. Right. Everybody else was in on the joke, except the old
0: <laughs> dog. You, who's and new, and the new boyfriend. Before. And you've heard the joke before. Yeah. And, and basically like, the oh, joke... Go, yeah.
2: Basically the joke was he's telling he's talking about how he was behind this truck one day driving down a country road or whatever it was and this box fells, falls out. And so he pulls over and he he's going to get this box for this car that it fell off of and in the box is a toe a toe on ice and i'm going oh my oh my god well did you call, did you fall? how did you get it back to this person what if it was going to the hospital and it was and then he said well i had to call a tow truck <laughs> and i really wanted to crawl under the table
0: <laughs> and then i said to you when you shared that story with me i said you tell your father-in-law dick i'm going to drive up and I'm gonna meet him at some bar in Green Bay, and we're gonna sit there, and we're gonna tell old man jokes and drink Pep's Blue Ribbon. Fun of me. And make fun <laughs> for not getting any <laughs> Make of them. fun of his daughter-in-law. <laughs> uh, hey there, have you been uh, feeling the sting of the cold floors when you step off the couch or get out of bed? It's that time of year, right? But PermaSeal has the permanent solution for you. It's their PermaFoam insulation and crawl space encapsulation system. From now on, from now until December 31st, rather, you'll receive 20% off crawl space encapsulation. Your crawl space is the most effective and worthwhile way to solve your cold floor problem. An untreated crawl space can rot your floor joists, breed mold, and increase your energy costs. For over 40 years, Roy Spencer and the team have helped 500,000 Chicagoland homeowners make their home healthier and more valuable. You know, I've been reading these commercials for Permaseal a very long time, and that number about the homeowners just keeps going up. I can remember literally when it was 250, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Be sure to check out their awesome reviews on Google and at the BBB. Then schedule your free inspection and take advantage of Permaseal's December promotion of 20% off any new estimate for crawlspace encapsulation with PermaFoam. Call 800-421-SEAL, that's 800-421-7325, or visit permaseal.net. Permaseal is truly known best for being better. Hey, Jimmy, you're on uh, March Radio. Good morning. Good morning,
9: Lou. My question today is, on my dishwasher, when it runs through its cycle and dries the dishes, there's still a residue of water on the bottom. Even a couple of days later, that residue is still there. Is that normal?
0: What kind of dishwasher? KitchenAid. No removable. Is there? A, there's a screen at the bottom, right? Yes. Can you remove it? Uh, I didn't try, but I'll okay. give it a shot. So, a couple of things. I, I, without no, this is what I want you to look up. Is there is so there's a inside dishwashers, and depends on the manufacturer, but. Where that screen is in the a lot of the European ones, those screens come out. But on the KitchenAid, even the American ones, you may have to unclick it and then you expose like the pump and everything in there. There is a like a bypass tube that's in there that has a little um, it has a little ball and it, it 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 operates when the solenoid when the pump kicks on and it opens and closes by um, by pressure. And on some dishwashers, that's removable. There's a clip, and you pinch it with your finger, and you pull it out. And sometimes debris gets caught in that, which can cause the thing not to drain all the way. But I'm telling you all this because what I want you to do is I want you to grab the manufacturer and the model number and then go to YouTube and type that in. And I bet you'll see a video of exactly what I described so that it will say, take this screen off. Pinch this thing, pull this out, and then you'll see it. You'll clean that up. Do you have a little shop vac? Yes, I do. Suck it all out, clean it all up. Take a uh, if you got a little small brush or something like that, clean that up as well. And um, and I bet you'll solve the problem. Well, thank you, Lou. Have a great holiday. You too, sir. I appreciate you calling this morning. You know, this holiday season uh, during December. I want to focus on a bunch of organizations that are giving back. And we've been talking with a bunch of really cool ones. I'm going to have a conversation with the executive director of Habitat for Humanity. And it is by far one of the finest organizations around helping people put a roof over their head. And it's not a handout, it's a hand up. And uh, it's a great way this holiday season, if you want to do something to really make a difference consider volunteering for some of the people that we're going to talk with uh, during the month of December. It starts today with our friends from Habitat for Humanity. That's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Klepp. You know, at the holidays, uh, we talk a lot about giving, and I think just as important as giving is giving back. And if I, if I said this to you, an organization that was founded in 1976 and has worked with families and individuals uh, and gave a hand up. They're a partner who helps to give a hand up, but also they believe that everybody deserves a decent place to live. This nonprofit operates in 50 states. If you thought about that for a second, I bet you would come to the conclusion that what I'm speaking about is Habitat for Humanity. Well, there's a local office here in Chicago Joining me on the phone line right now is Jen Parks, who is the Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity Chicago. Jen, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio.
10: Good morning, Liz. Good to be with you.
0: 50 states um, since 1976, and um, you guys have built a lot of homes and helping people do exactly what I said in the beginning, have a decent place to live.
10: That's right. That's right. Habitat is an organization that uh, is very local in the sense that in any community that you're in, you'll find Habitat for Humanity at work. Both volunteers and staff and community members coming together to serve uh, their community and ensure everyone has a decent place to
0: live. And uh, the need, I I have to imagine, uh, continues to be there and, and perhaps is growing, correct? Year by year?
10: That's right. One of the biggest challenges we have in the United States is housing and the cost of housing has continued to rise. For example, in Illinois, one in seven people are challenged to have an affordable place to live. Hmm. So, when you think about that impact across the nation, uh, the cost of housing has continued to outpace the cost of wages and ways in which people can have a decent uh, decent life. So, it's a real challenge for many many families.
0: Why, why can't we get this right? I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Right? There's expensive neighborhoods, but I mean, you can drive around any community and. In in anywhere across the country and find, you know, vacant land that's there. And, you know, I mean, does Habitat, do you get any kind of government funding for what you do? Or is it all based on your partnerships with, with corporations and donors and volunteers that get this done?
10: Well, it's a mix. We do get some government support. However, one of the the aspects of Habitat that we're uh, proud of is is really trying to engage uh, local people in local solutions. So we ask people to donate. We ask people to get involved in volunteering. We ask people to um, foundations to support our work. We do have great partnerships with, with government. That's both government at the local level. Here in Chicago, we get land from the city of Chicago, and that's very helpful to our efforts. Um, and I think when we think about the larger challenges around uh, affordable housing, we really have to marshal the will. Uh, Housing is not something we talk about a whole lot in the United States as a challenge, and I think we really need to raise the profile of it because if we can marshal the will to address it, we can make significant strides in ensuring everyone has a decent place to live.
0: Right, Um, right. In uh, in 2022... How many homes did Habitat help build with the help of volunteers and, and these potential homeowners uh, in Chicago?
10: Well, oh, In Chicago, we've got a number of, we had 14 homes under in production, and we had uh, over 20 families who are in our program working towards affordable homeownership. At the same time, in Chicago, we take a neighborhood approach. So we were working in two neighborhoods on the south side of Chicago, yep. and we also engaged uh, hundreds of neighbors in involving and in, involved in improving their own neighborhoods with their own projects through a, a small program we call neighborhood grants. Right. So we're focused on home building, and we're focused on mobilizing neighbors.
0: How, like, who is the? Um who are these families and how, how does someone approach Habitat to say, I'm looking for affordable housing, I want to help with this, meaning that someone that needs an affordable home, what is that process for people?
10: Yeah, the first thing is just express interest and, and contact your local habitat organization and say I'm interested in learning more. From there, people do have to go through a formal application process. If you, one of the things that people don't always realize about habitat is that when you're Uh, Working with Habitat, you're actually purchasing a home. Right. So you have to go through a process of qualifying and getting uh, for a loan. And that loan either will be with Habitat or with uh, a third-party lender. But either way, you're qualifying for a loan. So there's a whole application process. Once you get qualified, you have to go through... Hundreds of hours of volunteering um, on the build site or in our organization, as well as taking classes to prepare yourself for home ownership And at the end of that journey, um, we'll close on the home, and, and the home will be sold to the, the uh, buyer. And they'll have to pay that back for up to 30 years, back to Habitat or, or the lender that they chose. Right. So it's, not a, it's a long-term commitment and a long-term solution.
0: Right and it's and it's involving those families or individuals in the whole process so there's a a vested interest to to succeed right i mean i know that habitats always you know had this um you know mantra that we, these are not handouts right these are these are hand ups in other words we're going to partner with people and we're going to make this happen you I know have a a lot of corporate sponsors that have been with you for a very long time and I want you to mention them. But before that, I think that one of the things, to me anyway, that seems to be a, a very successful extension of what Habitat is, is your restores that you have now throughout the Chicagoland area where people can donate building materials, people can come then buy those building materials, and then you use those proceeds to build more homes.
10: That's exactly right. It's a fantastic uh, business model for Habitat in that we get approached all the time for folks wanting to donate to Habitat products That we can't necessarily use in our home buy or in our home production. So instead, many years ago, we thought, well, let's uh, capture that inventory and then sell it to the general public. Mm. So there are stores all across the United States. There's over 800 in the United States, there's over 10 here in the Chicagoland region. And um, people can come and shop and get. Um, you know everything from furniture to building materials to office. You know, like you know, if you have to if are outfitting your office um, to just other home goods, and it's a great way to find affordable materials and also keep things out of landfills. It's right. a very green element. There's a lot of good materials that we don't want to put into landfills that can, you know, people can pick up for their home or for their their in their community. And so, uh, resources are a great way to support the mission of Habitat.
0: I mean, five years ago, we remodeled our kitchen in Chicago. It was a 20-year-old kitchen, and I went to the ReStore in our neighborhood, which is uh, on the northwest side of Chicago, and I said, hey, you know, I've got these cabinets and these granite countertops, and they are like, yeah, we'll take them, and we put them in a truck. We drove them down there. We unloaded it all, and within three days, the entire kitchen, granite and all, was sold, and Habitat got to keep all that money, which is awesome, and it just... You know, when I look at our brand new kitchen, I love it, but I love to know what happened to the old cabinets that someone else is using it somewhere.
10: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's repurposes. I mean, the opportunity to repurpose materials again and again is so helpful uh, long term for our environmental, you know, footprint um, and you know, many usable goods. They go on to have a, a great life in another family's home, right. so that's wonderful.
0: Right, and you've got a bunch of corporate sponsors that have been with Habitat for a long time. Uh, who are some of those people?
10: Yeah, here in Chicago, we've got uh, a couple of wonderful sponsors. Baird & Warner, uh, BMO Harris Bank are two of our top sponsors here in Chicago that have been really remarkable partners with multi-year partnerships with Habitat. We also partner with various faith communities. Fourth Presbyterian Church um, supported us with a significant gift this past year. Um, and then also we have lots of uh, lots of local companies who get involved in Habitat year in and year out, sending team builds out or uh, sending, doing mission partnerships with us. And it's really, the corporate community has been really a wonderful supporter of Habitat community.
0: And in the end, uh, it's the people, uh, the bodies that you need, just like anything, to, to come out and help build these homes. So... There's always opportunities for people to volunteer. Correct.
10: That's right. That's right. That's one of the things that I is I think unique about Habitat as a mission. Is it asks people to get involved in the work. Uh, ask people to get involved locally. Uh, housing is uh, a challenge across the nation, but it's a very local issue. And so, to get out, to get involved get on the ground and see what's happening in communities. One of the things I'm proud of in Chicago is that we invite people to come and learn more about the South side of Chicago, where we're building and um, inviting people to listen and learn about neighborhoods that have really wonderful assets um, that they may not, may not know much about. So getting involved, coming out, swinging a hammer. It's really a, a great way to learn more about your community.
0: You're a terrific flag waver of a a terrific organization, uh, Habitat for Humanity. If people, Jen, want to get involved, want to volunteer or learn, uh, if they perhaps could benefit from the help that Habitat offers, where do people go?
10: On a nationwide basis, I invite people to check out our our, our website at habitat.org. Very easy, www.habitat.org. You'll find ways to search for your local habitat organization, and then you can uh, reach out to them directly.
0: Jen Parks is the Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity Chicago. I really do appreciate you taking time this morning. Continued success, and uh, keep going with that mission because it's super, super important.
10: Many thanks, Lou, and, and really have a great holiday. Really you, appreciate it. You yeah. too.
0: You're listening to Housemart's Radio with me Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4Lou 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Let's get a quick call in here. This is uh Joni in Twin Lakes. Hi Joni, you're on Housemart's Radio. Joanne. Good
11: morning,
0: Lou. This is Joanne. Oh, hi Joanne. So it's funny yeah, it's the way okay. Joanne is spelled. It says yes, Joni. It is. My my fingers were typing
2: fast Uh, for you. Anyway, I
11: don't know for sure if I have a problem or not. I have a big picture window, and I have two chairs that sit in front of it. That's normally where I sit in the evening. And the last couple of years, I think the window's been in maybe 13, 14 years. I'm not sure. Anyway, the last couple of years, when the weather gets very cold, uh, it scares me. I hear this cracking sound, almost as if the window is breaking. And it's... Last week or so, when we had that one real cold night,
5: yeah, it
11: it did it then. And now I don't know if it has something to do just with the contraction of the window because of the cold, or if I need to have somebody come out and look if it has something to do with the uh, insulation, you know, around the window.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joni, Joni, is it a uh, Joanne? It's a, is it the window? Is it a flat window or is it a bay window? It's it, a picture. It
11: has a flat window, and it has two crank-out windows at the bottom
0: of it. On both sides, and to yeah. the to the best of your knowledge, that kind of sound that you hear is coming from the picture window, but it's hard to tell, right?
11: It's hard to tell, but I it, I think it's from the picture window portion. Hmm. It all went in as one unit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one other question: the the uh, casement windows on either side—they're both locked.
11: Yes, yes, I usually keep them locked.
0: Okay. Let's try something as a test, okay? So, because it's cold today, but you said it happens at night, right?
11: No, yes, and it's not It's not that cold today. It's only when it gets down, I would have to say, under, oh, I don't know, under 32 degrees. Okay. Under maybe even 20. Yeah, even yeah, when yeah. We have very, sev- very severe cold weather. Got
0: it. I want you to try, just as a test, um, unlock the windows keep them closed but unlock them okay and see if that eliminates the sound because i bet you the i bet you the sound is coming from the operating windows not the fixed windows and it is expansion and contraction i'm sure that's what it is but um see if that alleviates the problem now the downside is you know you get a really good seal when the windows are locked right right but let's just see, you know, unlock them today and leave them, put a reminder somewhere in a week to lock them again. But let's see where the weather goes in the next week and see if that eliminates the problem.
11: Oh, okay. Um, I, when I sit there at night and this happens, the only thing I can think of is, good Lord, if that window smashes or, you know, breaks or cracks. Yeah. The only thing I could do would be call 911 and ask them, who in the area would come and, you know, put something over the window. So Well,
0: so it, it, if it were to crack, it, I, d- I doubt it would shatter. Uh, it would probably just okay. crack. So, you know, I, I don't and, – and the fact that it's a probably a double-pane window, you know, the likelihood of both panes cracking at the same time are small. So oh. I don't have that worry. But let's try this test of unlocking the windows and see if that makes a difference. And call me back in a week and let me know. Appreciate the phone call. Um, The news is next from Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away.
2: It's time for another holiday drink recipe from Whiskey Acres, the award-winning farm-crafted whiskey made right here in DeKalb, Illinois. And today's featured drink is the Whiskey Acres Old Fashioned. This was Lou Approved. Take a listen. (laughs) Someone's having a party tonight. Tis the season to be jolly and merry. That's my name. Hey, no judging from us if you added a little something special to your coffee this morning. Syrup
0: and coffee? Why didn't I think of that? Because
2: it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I
0: love syrup. Oh, I love it.
2: And it's also time for our holiday cocktail recipe from our friends at Whiskey Acre. This
0: is one of my favorites. A good old-fashioned. I mean, while I'm a Manhattan guy, I do love a good old-fashioned. And the whiskey acres straight bourbon bottle in bond. It's a whole crazy thing with how they make this bottle in bond. It is such a delicious bourbon. Now, this starts with a little bit of simple syrup that you put at the bottom of the glass. And you just want to coat it. You don't want to overdo it, but you just put a little bit at the bottom. Probably, you know, a quarter of an inch or so, maybe an eighth of an inch. And then from there, you're going to use two ounces of the bottle in bond Okay, so that's a two ounce. Uh, got a heavy hand again. What's it? Well, it's a little heavy. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, why not? That's. I mean, it's the, it's, holidays. It's the holidays. Exactly. So I'm going to put the two ounces of the um, bourbon in there, and then six dashes of the bitters. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Seems like when you do that, you spill a little bit. You always got to watch it with the bitters. Then from there. uh, What you do is you twist in an orange. So I've got like a half an orange slice here, and I kind of twist it in so you get a little bit of the orange. What I like to do is bring it around the rim as well, and then you drop that into the bottom of the glass. Then you add ice. Okay, After that, you add a bunch of ice into the glass, and then you take a spoon or whatever it might be, and you rotate and you turn... The whole idea is that I probably had a little too much ice in here. I'm going to take a little bit of that ice out of there. Well, I mean, you know, it's not going to twist it out of there. But you t- stir it around. And then after that, what you do is you kind of garnish it with an Amarina cherry. And I'm going to put those in there like that. Oh, my gosh. Hello. This, hello, happy holidays, whiskey acres, and it's old-fashioned. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You know what is better than the Whiskey Acres Old Fashioned? What? The second Whiskey Acres Ooh. Old Fashioned. This is a good one. You
2: don't remember the third. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two more, and then we're going to go.
2: <laughs> Head over to WGNRadio.com slash drink to get the recipe, Compliments of Whiskey Acres.
0: It was delicious. It really was delicious. And, you know, I, I said the bottle and bond. I should probably... Uh, Elaborate on, so Whiskey Acres makes this bottle in bond, which uh, basically means that it gets aged in the same cask, you know, when they use it. It does produce a higher proof bourbon when they do this. And so it's um, it's actually the, the, the flavor of the whiskey is more full bodied. And it stands up when you make cocktails like the old fashioned. So it isn't just a gimmick. And, but it is higher proof, so you have to be careful about how many, like I said, two more and then I take a nap. But but um, yeah. uh, you go to WGNRadio.com and you'll see information there as well. And you can go to our YouTube page. Uh, Lindsay and I got together and did a bunch of videos of making the drinks, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And, um, so fun. I they're loved delicious. That. And <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? It really was delicious uh, and fun to do. So thanks to... Whiskey Acres for uh, helping us out with our holiday drinks. 857 857-5574, Lou, 857 Let's talk to Jeff, who's in Algonquin. Jeff, good morning. You're on Housemarts radio. Good
12: morning, Lou. How are
0: you? I'm doing well. How may I help you, sir?
12: I've got a plumbing mystery. We, we live in a ranch-style townhouse. There's a unit above us, and occasionally I hear a very high-pitched whistle at, at first, I thought it was like an alarm. I can hear it anywhere in my unit, but I've located it in a wall that's somewhat between the bathroom and kitchen, uh, and it's related to the upstairs owner turning on water. Um, I don't know if it's the kitchen or the sink. Do you have any idea what would make this high pitch sound? Does it happen? That they turn water
0: on. Does it happen all the time or just occasionally? Mm-hmm. No,
12: just occasionally.
0: Okay. And do you know the upstairs owner? Sure, I do. So, my guess is that high pitched sound is coming from the spout in the shower when they turn their shower on. So, if you can go up to the owner and say, hey, can we go in your shower? (laughs) You know, you said you know the guy. And turn the water on, like you're going to take a shower, set the temperature however it is, and if they have a spout, you pull the tab, pull the tab, and see if it starts to whistle. If you hear it whistle, and you see water dripping out of the spout, I want you to take your hand and close that spout. You know what I mean? Stop the water from dripping, so you force all the pressure up through the shower head. If the noise goes away, you need to replace the spout. So
12: then it would be their bathtub shower as opposed to a shower stall.
0: I think it's the bathtub shower if that's what they have. It also could be a clogged shower head. So if they have a shower stall also, if I'm if that doesn't work, like all right, Lou, I tried that, it didn't work, then go to the shower head. I bet that's where it's happening.
12: Okay. Okay. What it?
0: It seems to run
12: for a couple minutes. And then it stops. Very quick.
0: And then it stops. Right? Because that's why I think it's a shower. Once the water heats up, then it stops.
12: Okay. Okay. I'm going to walk upstairs, ask if I can get in their shower. (laughs) I haven't asked them that yet before, but...
0: (laughs) Just don't do, do me a favor. When you do when you walk up there, don't be in a robe and holding a soap on a rope. Just go up there dressed and see what you can do. Yeah, good
12: advice. <laughs> All right. thank you very much for taking
9: the call,
0: Lou. You're welcome. Have a great day. Happy holidays. It's 9 20 in the morning. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfrey. They still make soap on a rope? Do you can you still buy soap on a rope? Remember oh, soap? Oh yeah. Yeah? Oh yeah. But I mean, I don't think I've seen soap on a rope forever. Oh, well. What would you do? Would you hang it on the handle?
2: Yeah, you just throw it over the handle.
0: Yeah. Are throw you a bar soap person in the shower no. or shower gel?
2: I'm like a shower body wash with a loofah.
0: So, did you put the gel in the loofah and wash your whole body?
2: Yes, I do. Hmm.
0: I can't quite get there yet. It seems to me like Weird. that's more wasteful like you use... you use
2: the bar i get grossed out that other people use the bar well, Even the, if it's my husband
0: the other people would be your husband who you're well, married that grosses to
2: grosses me out too what <laughs> no but like a soap like and i and i understand like it's a cleaning uh, right uh, it's 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 like it's a self cleaning piece of soap but yeah. it still weirds me out that other like i don't like soap in bathrooms either like in like hand soap i just i don't know it weirds me out
0: hand soap like a bottle like hand soap a
2: bar, no like the bar or well, like, yeah, like a bar hand, in a bathroom, you know how they have I don't know why. Hmm. It's like You
0: swinging. got a lot you got a lot of things you gotta work through. <laughs> okay. I was just asking if there was soap on a rope and then I went down this tangent and I was like, Wow. <laughs> you ask It just seems to me that the gel is like wasteful. So much of it goes down the drain. Like a good bar of dove soap.
2: I don't put good. any soap down the drain.
0: Well sure you do. When you squirt it on the loofah and you put it on or on a rag you use more stuff. And it's a plastic bottle. This is the problem with, the, with America. We're using too much plastic. And loofahs. <laughs> right. oh. Is it a natural loofah?
2: Uh, it is. All natural.
0: Well, then I like that. Yeah. All right. More loofah talk coming up. Yeah. It's 922 <laughs> in the morning on House Smarts Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio.
8: To wash and clean Mm
0: hmm Jeff? Hello, Jeff. How about Steven? Hello, Steven. Stephen's here. Hi, Steven. How are you? Fine, Lou. Nice to speak with you. How can I help you?
13: Hi. I have a question about mold. We have a stand-up shower, and there's some mold in the grout between the tiles, and our basin is fiberglass, and it's a little dirty, and, um, you know, it's... trying to find some products for the mold on the grout and a product for the basin, which is fiberglass to clean it up. It's it was white to start. It's a little discolored
0: is the uh, mold or mildew that you're experiencing mostly where the tile meets the shower base. No, it's
13: also a little bit higher up than the base as well. Okay.
0: Um, All right. I want you to do, I want you to buy, uh, actually, I want you to buy three products. Do you own a cordless drill? Um,
13: no, I don't have a cordless drill, but I can get one.
0: All right. So, at the hardware store or the home center, I want you to buy a bottle of concrobium mold control.
13: Concrobium
0: mold control. Yep. You're going to spray that all over the mold and mildew that you see. That's the first thing you're going to do. Okay. Then, you're going to let that sit there, and while it dries, you're going to buy another product called Kaboom. K-A. Kaboom. K A B O O M
13: Boom, got it. You're
0: going to spray that on the shower base like an hour later, and you're going to let it sit there for 10 minutes. And you're going to buy something called a drill brush, which is a nylon brush, scrubbing brush. A drill dr- drill like and it. you're going to and nylon. you're going to put it on the end of your cordless drill that you're either going to borrow or buy. Got it. And you're going to scrub the base with uh, this cleaner, and you're going to get really good results on the base, and you're going to scrub the grout lines with it as well, and it's going to clean everything up. Don't be surprised, though, Stephen, if it um, pulls up some of the caulking between the tile and the base. And if Got that it. if that starts to happen, get it all cleaned and then remove all that caulking with the utility knife and consider recaulking it. And there is a terif- there's a terrific caulk that just changed its name that has an enzyme in it that's guaranteed not to mildew and mold. And it's called clean seal. Clean seal. Correct. Caulk. And it comes in white, clear, and almond.
13: Got it. Lou, when we spray it on the grout, the uh, product, to get the thing to start to work, do we leave it on for that hour and then do the kaboom like you correct. said? And then come correct, correct,
0: just... correct,
13: correct. Okay, and then after that's all done, how often is something like that needed, or is that going to do it for...
9: Uh,
0: so then once you have it all cleaned, and let's say you all you cock it and it all looks good, okay, if you want to try and avoid... Um, That happening again, there's a terrific weekly cleaner that you can spray in there by Wet and Forget called Wet and Forget Shower.
13: Wet and Forget Shower.
0: And that one, you know, once a week you spray it down, and then the next time you go in the shower, you just kind of rinse it off when you're in there in the shower. And uh, it does a really good job of keeping the mildew and mold at bay.
13: Excellent. Thank you very much, Lou. I appreciate it.
0: Happy holidays. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857 557 We'll do our Just Text Me segment after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppin. Whoever we pick, it's not a contest, but I have a prize of this family four-pack of tickets to Lake Geneva Cruise Line Santa Cruz. So, um, you know, we just have about 20 minutes left in the show. And uh, if you can use these, because they're so fun... And you're chosen and you have a question. You gotta have a question, right? So you'll enjoy the holiday lights on a magical cruise to Santa's secret hideaway. You can book your tickets at Santa Cruz Lake Geneva.com. Our final person who asks a question uh, and is our last caller, you'll win a family four-pack at 857 5574 So if you have a question, you it's the double whammy. I'll answer the question and you could potentially win the four-pack if you are our last caller. But right now, it's time for our Just Text Me segment. And Lindsay has some text messages that we received this morning.
2: All right. Uh, First one, Lou. uh, Will the concrobium cleaner remove mold and mildew already in the caulk? We don't have it on the grout.
0: Um, So if it's surface mold and mildew, it will. The the trick behind the concrobium is you spray it, and then you let it dry. It is a... um, It's a bicarbonate mix, and it literally attacks the mildew and mold right away and kills it. In many instances, it will help with the discoloration, but if it's been there for a long time, it may not get it all off, but the mildew and mold will be killed for sure. So spray it, leave it alone, let it dry, and then wipe it away and see what you come up with. And if you spray it again, the beautiful part of it is there's residual value to keep killing the mildew and mold uh, afterwards. Now, in a shower, the fact that you're showering, exposing it to water, it's not going to last that long. But if you spray it, let it dry, it will kill the mildew and mold.
2: Lou, can you recommend the best way to clean oven grates and burners without chemicals?
0: Oven grates and burners without chemicals. Well, um, you know, oven grates are a tough one. What I would do there is if you can fit them into your sink... Or maybe your laundry sink. Put water in there with some, um, just some dish soap, and then use a copper chore boy and scrub each grate individually. It's it's a lot of work, but that's just the soap and water. Let it sit there and really degrease in warm water for like an hour, and then go at it with the um, chore boy. You could do the same thing on the burners. I use the I use the copper chore boy and I actually use a little I know you don't like chemicals, but you can use dish soap which is mild and do the scrubbing, but the key there is actually the Have you started Lindsay using that Dawn spray thing that's oh, out yeah. there now? Yes. That's awesome. So that to me less waste because you just spray it on a cup or whatever and you wipe it away. I've been using that on the cooktop and spraying it directly, letting it sit there for a little bit, and then a sponge and um, that. you got to be careful with the chore boy around the surface of an oven, but if you're not super aggressive, it does a really nice job of keeping everything nice and clean, and then you just wipe it up with a rag, wash the rag, and you're done.
2: Maybe they need to start making body wash in a spray bottle.
0: Oh, I like that idea.
2: Kind of the same thing.
0: Well, but then you'd eliminate the... That would be a a really neat idea. Does that already exist? That could be our million-dollar
2: idea? we shouldn't... Well, let's stop talking about it so we don't (laughs) give this idea away.
0: Okay. (laughs) Call my bottle manufacturer quick. All right. How about one more?
2: All right. I have vinyl composite tile glued to my basement concrete floor. It's very slippery slippery when walked on with bare feet or stockings. There's no wax on it. I tried an anti-slip wax from a Lundmark. It didn't solve the problem. Any suggestions?
0: Tell me the name of the floor again.
2: It is vinyl composite tile. Hmm.
0: Um, why don't we try if it's a uh, so it's a VCT tile and maybe try getting a getting a um, quarter sheet electric sander with some eighty grit sandpaper and in a corner. Sand one of the tiles to create a texture and see if that helps. Now, the fact that it's not sealed and you expose all that, it can make it a little problematic for dirt and debris. But if you're, you know, it's not a warehouse or you're not getting a bunch of traffic down there, that might just do the trick. And if it works, do the whole floor and you're golden. The fact that it's a VCT tile, that color and material goes all the way through. And so you're not really damaging it all. And it should work just fine for you. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou, that's our just text me segment. Let's get a quick call in here uh, before we need to take a break. This is Chris in Cicero. Hey Chris, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Good
7: morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. My problem my fascia fell down during the windstorm and I would like to know what kind of a contractor do I need to put it back up and check my the rest of the fascia. I don't think I'm pronouncing the name
0: no, right. No, 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 you're good, you're good. I mean, I think that uh, some something like that a roofing contractor could do, and they could also inspect your roof to make sure you're not missing any shingles, and they could probably do that repair. Two such companies that you could call would be, I, do you have a pen or a pencil ready, Chris? Yes, I do. All right, Rogers Roofing would be one of them.
7: Rogers Roofing, okay.
0: And the other would be Lindholm Roofing.
7: Lindholm
0: Roofing. Call them up. It. Call them up, tell them where you live, tell them what happened, and huh? then they can send somebody out there to, you know, make a repair, obviously, and then they could probably inspect the roof for you as well.
7: Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I did install a new roof in 2009. Sure. And so far, it seems I check because the last time when I had to install it, you saw part
0: of the roof in the grass. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. But either thank one. Of, you so much. You're welcome. Either one of those people should be able to help you. No problem. Thanks so much, Chris, for your phone call. It's nine forty six in the morning. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. If you have a question and we can answer it today, uh, happy to do that. You could be our last caller and win that uh, family four pack of tickets to Lake Geneva. Not a contest. Got to have a question. Eight five seven. Five five seven four Lou. We're broadcasting from the Perma Foundation Repair Studio. We'll take a break and be back after this. You know, I love to make soup this time of year. It's soup season, so I make a lot of soup. I make a lot of soup, and I give out a lot of soup, and I make a lot of minestrone, vegetable soup. And yesterday, I think I made my best minestrone of the year, maybe the last two years. Okay, but what happened was, I was sitting, uh, reading something. I was reading something. And then all of a sudden I'm in the mirror I start thinking about my soup. I go, you know, my mother used to take, when she made minestrone soup, all of a sudden it came to me that she had like a food press. Do you own a food press, Lindsay? Do you know what what that is, though? I do, but I do not. It's like a, you know, you turn it and you put stuff in and you wind it and it like squeezes it out. And what I can remember, my mother, when she would make minestrone soup, she would scoop some of it out and put it in the food press and then squeeze it and put it back in. Now, I hadn't thought of that in... Forty no, probably fifty years.
2: Isn't that so funny how that works?
0: Right. So now yes. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need a food press, which I don't own a food press, right? But I'm thinking to myself, how could I do the same thing? Because I'm I have a, a giant pot on the on the Dutch oven, you know, while I'm doing this making soup. So I take my potato masher, you know, that I make mashed potatoes with. And I go in and I mash it up. And so you get that consistency in the soup. I haven't been doing this. I've I've made more things of minestrone soup. Like crazy. And I've never done this. And now I'm like, oh my, it's like a light bulb went out. Like Like I could, I could, maybe that's my next business, lose soup or something like that. Mama's soup. Maybe that's it. I want to make something. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to, I don't want to make soup when you come there. I want to make it so you can take it home. Like okay. it, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be like Campbell's. Ah. But like fresh, like, right? Go bake like a, go home?
2: Yes, I get it.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. I love it. And frozen here, take this home, unfreeze it. Oh my gosh, this soup is amazing. But you're not going to sell a lot of soup in the summer. No, probably not. Not a good business.
2: That's when you do your sandwiches.
0: Mm, Didn't you want like, a
2: sandwich shop too? Like the Yeah,
0: my wife doesn't want to be in the restaurant oh. business. That's But oh. see, that's why I'd like to take it home. Oh, I'll buy the soup, I'll make it. That's different. Game changer. Came out I haven't thought about it in fifty years. Okay. That's where my mind goes. 857 5, 5, 5, 7, Okay, let's do this. This is uh jo- hey John. Yes. You're on House smarts Radio. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you?
13: I was going to find out about my kitchen floor. I uh, I live in Oakland and in my kitchen floor I have a about maybe a nine by nine square foot area and there's no uh, on the sides there's a cast iron heats. I have a boiler in the basement, Okay, and they don't cover that side of the kitchen floor. So our floor gets probably close to 30 degrees. I measured it when it's really cold out. I was trying to figure out what you could suggest as far as keeping it insulated.
0: So you have cast iron baseboard or a big cast iron stand-up radiator?
13: It is the baseboard, about a foot high, but it only covers... How the cabinets are set up, they can't get that baseboard where the cabinets are in my kitchen. So if you could picture a U-shape, okay. that area is not heated at all.
0: Where the So when you're standing at the kitchen sink, I'm assuming the kitchen sink is inside the U? <clears throat> Correct. Okay. It's freezing. Uh, yes. Do you have a garbage disposal? Uh, yes, the, I do. Okay. So do you know, when you look under your kitchen sink, do you have a receptacle or is it hardwired? It is hardwired, hardwired down there. Okay. Where it plugs into. All right. So, and you're, uh, you're in Oakland. Okay. They make an electric toe kick heater that can be cut in under the inside that U. Okay. So in the toe kick, when you're standing at the kitchen sink, it fits inside that toe kick, and it has its own thermostat. And you can okay. you can slide cut this in, slide it in, poke a hole in the sink base, bring up the um, the whip from the heater. You're gonna need an electrician. Cut, connect it to the box, and you'll set this and forget it. And you're who likes to do the dishes at your house, John uh it's normally me okay i just you're you're gonna love doing you're gonna love doing uh, doing, uh, you're gonna love doing the dishes because you're gonna stand there and your toes have never been warmer and that whole space that whole space is going to warm up like crazy and it it's fairly efficient and because it's got a its own thermostat it'll turn on and off all by itself and it's completely safe to use Oh, great. That's a good idea. So Google electric toe kick heaters, and um, you'll find it. I believe one of the manufacturers is Cadet, but um, you're going to need an electrician to put all this information together. Uh, uh, You know, you're going to need an electrician to put all this stuff together for you and connect it all, but it will solve the problem. You are our last caller. We're going to send you out a family four-pack of tickets to Lake Geneva Cruises, the Santa Cruz. Enjoy holiday lights on a magical cruise to Santa's secret hideaway. Book your tickets at santacruzlakegeneva.com. It's 9.57 in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a quick break and be right back.